podcasts make me fucking angry you know conspiracy ones like conspiracy podcasts where it's like oh we're gonna tell you something it would take us like five minutes to tell you the entire story but it's gonna take six (laughs) hours to drag this one out they drive me insane welcome to women are mad where we invite women to bring their anger into everyday conversation we're all feeling it let's get together to work out what to do with it I'm Salima Saxton. I'm an actress and writer. I'm Jennifer Cox, and I'm a psychotherapist. As women, we understand how hard it is for us to express anger, and we want to support you to do it better for the sake of your mental and physical health. So, Salima, what's... (laughs) I really like that introduction. Yeah. What's made me angry this week? I think more interestingly, what has not made me angry was made me quite numb, which is, Mm. you know, all that's going on around Russell Brand. Um, Mm. Because my reaction on reading these horrendous stories um, is numbness, to be frank. I'm, and that intrigues me. Mm -hmm. What do you think that's about? I'm not surprised by certain predatory behavior within this kind of industry. Mm. I'm not surprised by certain stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm saddened that I'm so numb. Do you think, cause um, you're not the first person that I've heard say something similar to that. Oh, I think really? what, yeah, I think it's, um, What's so shocking is how unsurprised we all are. That's that's the horror mm-hmm. of this, isn't it? Is that it's so um, expected. Also, look, I think any woman who's been vaguely around the media, be it as an actor, be it as a comedian, as a broadcaster, if you're 35 plus, 30 plus, I would hope women younger than that, it's less so, but certainly women of my generation, We've all got a hundred stories. I have mm. them myself. You know, not mm. not ones that ended in such traumatic circumstances, but the beginnings of a lot of predatory, odd behaviours from men in positions of power. The casting room, um, yeah, and it's changed a lot. But we've all got all these stories. But do you think it has changed? Because this is the worrying thing. I think is that. We're all hoping, it's like that BBC report, I don't know if you read it last week about young girls, something like 44% of young girls, I can't remember the ages, teens basically, feel um, unsafe walking on the street on their own. And, but they all, what was really tragic about the report was that there was this hope, they all hoped that things would get better. They had hope that the future would be better. And, I suppose I just feel like that I'm not sure it it will be because we're imagining oh it must be better for those younger ones the 20 somethings the you know the ones in the industry now I don't know if it is I think I think 
the system or society or whatever we're calling it has got much better at disguising itself. It realizes it can't do these things overtly like it did when, you know, when you were going I, through them. I, I think there are some shifts in terms of race, in terms of class um, and in terms of who's holding the power, because there are different people who are beginning to hold it. For example, the fact that I spent my 20s playing the wife of terrorists or Asian doctors and now I go up for very different parts. Um, and the fact that I'm no longer surprised when I meet women producers and directors, mm-hmm. there, there's a shift within um, the world that there is. And the more women, you know, get to positions of power, the more it has to, it has to change. But it's slow, isn't it? It must be so slow. Mm-hmm. If these girls now, um, 44% of them are, and I've, I've it's got to be more than that anyway. I feel like that's a real minimizing of um, a number that maybe, you know, if you think about your essentially a sort of um, oppressed demographic, scared, you're maybe not versed in saying, I'm scared. I don't like this. You just think, oh, no, but I have to get home from school on my own. There's no one to come and get me. So, you know, and that's what everyone does. It's almost like you don't have a choice. So you're just. Well, also it's a trickle down effect, isn't it? Even the fact that there are intimacy coordinators now on set. Whereas I remember being involved in scenes in my early 20s that I would never want to be involved with now. But I kind of just got on with it. Um, Because I was the only young woman on set. What could you have done? Yeah, I just thought I just had to get on with it. Uh, but this is, but kind of, this is what I mean. I think there's still too much of that for for women, young women as well. Hopefully, like you say, in your industry, there are just more processes in place to protect. But out on the street, when when they're walking home and it's getting dark, it's five p.m., it's winter. There's a guy behind them, you know. Is that just so normal that then when they're asked by a BBC poll, are you afraid on the streets? Well, of course I am. I'm not going to even Mm. tick. Yes. It's a bit like your numb response to, well, I'm not surprised. It's just so ordinary. I don't know if we're aware of it. Actually, the conversation that I'm beginning to have with my eldest daughter is is already, you know, as a young teen, I'm very much saying things like, call me immediately, answer back don't allow people to infiltrate your space i'm kind of mm-hmm. giving messages like that already yeah which is good. really sad yeah but um, it's good i think it we we have to overcorrect you know mm. because if someone who is bred to be polite says no occasionally and that's that feels very controversial for that person well that's helping keep them safe but and, that, and that and look that's been look part, part of the reason i enjoy doing this podcast is because i have really been as you well know bred to <laughs> say yes thank you so much so sorry minimize and like shrink um and i'm very conscious of that not going into the next generation mm-hmm. i'm very conscious of learning to take my space these days and say things that might not sit very well with other people, for example, they might disagree with, or they might not like me because I say those things, but I feel far saner when I say totally. And, but, and that's, and I think also in terms of that, you know, giving the next generation those tools, I think we have to, I think we have to actively do it. I think we can't assume that 
that they are getting better at it just by being in the next generation. I think we can't take our eye off the ball and we still have to sort of keep going because I don't think 44% is a high enough number of girls reporting they feel scared. Mm. Um, I'm going to introduce our guest on that that happy note. We've got to get better at segues. Can I just say that? I know. (laughs) Clunk, clunk, clunk. And now I'm going to enjoy my. And not on that note. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we can use that. But go, come on. Okay. Who's on, please? So. Today's guest is the creator of musical sci-fi TV hit Nova Jones and one of the brilliantly talented writers behind the BAFTA-winning show Women Are Mad for Motherland. We are thrilled to welcome Helen Serafinovich. Hi, everyone. No, I'm Salima. Hi. I'm Hi. Jenny. Hi. Yeah. Helen, what, what makes you angry? I was thinking about this in the week. <laughs> I was thinking like podcasts make me fucking angry <laughs> thanks i'll tell you why why i had a few journeys recently and i'm not it's like a, you know a few of my friends will cycle and listen to a podcast and stuff and and i've been trying to get into them but you know obviously like adam buxton's one is is the go-to obviously always yeah. guaranteed brilliant yeah but um you know conspiracy ones like conspiracy podcasts where it's like oh we're gonna tell you something that we could tell you know it would take us like five minutes to tell you the entire story but it's gonna take six hours <laughs> yeah. to drag this one out and you know and it's <laughs> you just you know you've got this long journey and then this really uh disappointing conclusion i it, they drive me insane so yeah, yeah podcast yeah. i love i yeah. love the kind of meta of all of this that you're on a podcast telling us how <laughs> shit <laughs> podcasts are. I love it. <laughs> at least we don't get we don't take six episodes to get to the point yeah don't worry we'll be, yeah, done, yeah. We'll be done and dusted with you by the end of this episode <laughs> okay so like okay but top three let's go like macro to micro then let's, okay, let's, right. let's go pre telegram well it's like you know, I mean, there's some classic things, aren't there? But, but because I, you know, it's just been summer and I've been traveling and, and you know, Ryanair, first of all, I mean, just in that whole, uh, that whole umbrella is ang- anger, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I've learned now that not to buy a priority uh, upgrade because what does it mean? It's so annoying. And why would you want to spend longer sitting on that plane? Yeah, exactly. And also, but it's, it doesn't start there. It's starts from like you know you go through first but then they just kettle you into a staircase for an hour (laughs) yeah yeah which makes you feel really claustrophobic you're just right at the front um yeah Ryanair does my head in um but I guess like so what did I I I wrote a few oh yeah that's right so I'm I'm re-watching Game of Thrones at the moment and so am I are you right so like have you so I I, I'm not going to give spoilers away if uh you know that one person that hasn't seen it but um but i feel have you not seen it no it's not my thing remotely no it repels me from afar i can't think of anything worse why why do you not like because it's because I, I medieval need, I, sexy fantasy no because i i need my drama i need i need to think that i 
could like leap into the television. Maybe this is an out of work actor speaking, but like I could like leap into the television and be in that world. I like kind of glossy urban. I'm with you. I I'm do like, prefer oh, that as well. Hi, hi, yeah. man, interesting man. I could meet you down the street. What you mean something that you can connect with? Uh, yeah, but it's a better version of my life. life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I ramped but, up my life. Yeah, but that's why I find Game of Thrones as a bit of a go-to when you just want, when you sort of don't even want that. You know, when it's just something so different you need. Anyway, Helen, go on. Sorry. Um, but you, well, I, you know, I mean, I think I'm in the majority when it's just so well, well, it's just disappointing, isn't it? The, the, as it, as it, as I think the books ended and then they picked up and started writing their, their version of what was going to happen. It just, uh, it's just rubbish. Uh, that would make sense. So, when I say I'm re-watching, I'm re-watching series one because I never get beyond series two. Oh, so okay. I have to start again and hope that this time I'll get further on. Anyway. I mean, it's so brilliant. It was so fantastic. And, and, you know, it was in those days where you had to wait for it to come out and watch it. You could only watch one a week. And, and you know, they had these amazing cliffhangers and then the last series is, I mean, I'm just on series six or seven. I can't remember how many, but the penultimate series. And you can see it start to nosedive and just become this stupid story. And the last, uh, and, and it really makes me angry. It really does. You know, I hope that fucking, what's his name? George R. Martin's listening. Because honestly, it's like, it's, you've invested so many hours of your life and mm. and then they just they just sort butcher of, it they butcher it yeah it it, mm. it, it it's so st- stupid it just turns into labyrinth <laughs> ah, <laughs> what's mean, wrong with that yeah. <laughs> I could yeah but you don't you know labyrinth has got no business in game yeah, of true. It's not in the okay, it's not in the right place at the right time. Oh my God, it I hasn't got a tight leotard and a song yeah. and a dance. But it's like on you know, the unsatisfactory ending of things, like you know, like um Game of Thrones or or conspiracy theory podcast. Oh, you know, yes. the theme, the theme, yeah. Mm-hmm. Feel like, oh, this is gonna be great. And then it's like eating a chocolate cake and there's like beef at the bottom of it or something you know what I mean yeah I really this disappointing or a fruit and nut bar that's what I find with a fruit and nut because if you're going for unhealthy i.e chocolate don't don't sneak in the duds which you know just disappoint me frankly what fruit and nut you don't like yeah. nut bars the nut the nut I mean, the title oh, and kind the of explains it. <laughs> Both the fruit and the nut. I mean, that's your, kind of your fault. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? That's my fault. You know exactly what it is. That's my fault. No, not allowed to be angry at that, Jenny. Sorry. Uh-uh. <laughs> um, okay, so, so, okay, so we're getting a theme here that thing, things that don't go, things don't, that don't, Give their promise. Oh, that overpromise. That over-promise. Over-promise. Yeah, they overpromise. Yeah. Yes, that can make you quite cross. So, on a on a more macro level, extending that to the wide world, does that exist for you? An anger there? Well, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, I guess it's a classic anger, isn't it? But I mean, like I said, I don't really get angry that much. Things that do make me 
want to, uh, you know, punch things is when people eat apples loudly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think I have yes. that thing where, you know, yeah, it's a thing, isn't it? Messing you're hearing people when you hear people gobble. Oh, God, <laughs> ne- never share a meal with me because I'm one of those people. Oh, are you? No. I'll even lick my fingers. Even oh, my, wow. Even, even my own, even my own children, who I love, obviously, unconditionally, but not when they eat an apple. <laughs> oh, that's a yeah. heavy. It's the crunch. Slobbery, crunchy. Mag- magnamad. That oh, you're right. It's all meant to be very sexy, isn't it? But the misophonia thing is funny because everyone seems to have it now. But actually, we are just as humans disgusted by the noise of other people eating, like just in general. Or is it just other people? I mean, is it just other people getting too close? I mean, speaking as a mum of three, I I so love solitary. Confinement. Yeah, going to the <laughs> toilet. <laughs> going to the Cupboards. toilet, locking yourself in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Errands. I'm really good at running errands that don't yeah. really need running. I'm very good at doing my urgent face. I've got. To, I kind of look at my phone and go, "I've got to do these things." And I'm very busy. <laughs> How old are your kids? Um, they are, and I blank out whenever anyone asks me. So I, they are, <laughs> I'm literally like, I'm panicking. One-year-old triplets. <laughs> panicking! No, no, they really are. I shouldn't be panicking because they're quite old. They're 14, 11, and 8. Okay, right. So you're How still, old are yours? Still in that zone. Ah, oh, I've just what are entered... Yours? I've just entered the pleasure zone. <laughs> oh, so where, where? What? What are you doing? My kids are... So I've got an adult child now. Oh, bless. So 18 and 16. Oh. So they sort of... Mm. Um, they know themselves. Well, yeah, I mean... Well, they think they do. Yeah. They, well, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That's debatable, but... Yeah. But, um, but yeah, they, they are a bit more independent. So yeah. I, mean, I say a, a bit more, it's, it's you know, it, 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 it's tricky because, like, I still get... You know, I still get these panicked phone calls from a boss like, oh, my, my thing hasn't worked. Or, you know, it's like, chill out. It's fine. Everything's going to be all right. Um, Or, you know, a phone call from their bedrooms like, mom, I can hear. Oh, yeah. I can hear a noise <laughs> in the morning and I think, oh, fuck, what happened? But, um, oh, no. But yeah, the That's kid- really disturbing, actually. Yeah, no, it is frightening. Um. But yeah, no, they've just, so I'm just a lot more, you know, so they can wash up. They can kind yeah, of, chores. they can do things. Yeah, mm. it's brilliant. And it, it's kind of difficult to kind of uh, give in to that because I still, still, I feel a little bit redundant because I'm not, mm. you know, I, I don't know, not doing everything for them, but I know that I've got to back off. <laughs> So that backing yeah. off thing is really hard, isn't it? Because uh, Jen has helped, you know, you know Jen's a psychotherapist. So right. I, I've often, I often ask Jen to help me with this because I'm the kind of mum that like, st- like stares at them really closely <laughs> just to work things out. I'm not, I'm not good at the, okay, here Letting are your, them here separate. Are your tools, mm. off you go. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm still, I'm still there with my face. Like, yeah, yeah, my face mm. pressed against the window and I'm, Yeah, I'm kind of. But I think you've got to trust your parenting more. You've got to trust all the years that you put in. You know, Mm. 
Yeah. And Helen, like you're saying, it's it is weird that sort of antsy, yeah, slightly redundant, bit baggy feeling. So where does but, that leave you as a human? Like, is this kind of like the new? But that's why I think people often do struggle to let go because it's hard yeah. to then confront the self, isn't it? Again. Well, I mean, I think exactly. Yeah, like I've always found like I don't really like because I, you know, because I'm divorced and and. I don't really like my own company. <laughs> you know? right. like, I really, I, I kind of miss, because like I'm living, I'm existing now, you know, in a house where my kids are caught, sort of like my flatmates now. Right, yeah. And, you know, so they sort of disappear. I mean, we try and eat together, but they do kind of disappear and do their own things or, you know, just like, when I see them come into the kitchen or something, it's like, oh, hey. And I've, you know, asked them a question. Then you realise they've got their headphones in and they're listening to Seinfeld or bloody Kanye West or something. Like, oh, please love me. It's kind of lonely. (laughs) But listen, divorced or not, I'm definitely, I'm experiencing a lot of that, following them around at the moment kind of. Trying to be cool, not really yeah. there, but like hoping for like a little chink. Something to be thrown some, your way. Somewhere. Yeah. How can I help? I'm How can I, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> e- eager, eager. So look, we normally ask when somebody last got angry and who they and who they got angry with. I'm, I, I think I'm going to guess you're going to. Well- no, well, yeah, hey, hey, well, mine's probably quite controversial because oh. I, was in a, I was in a bit of a mood. I can't remember what happened, but um, uh, I was just having a bit of a shitty day. And then I was in I was in Norwich where I live and, and um, just right there's this beautiful market, like undercover markety thing in the, in the centre of the city. And it was a lo- lovely day. And then I saw this woman with, this is going to be controversial, but I saw this woman with like um, a pro-life stall. So she had a big picture of a, you know, of a fetus and it was all sort of God and, you know, about murder and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I stormed over to her because <laughs> I've done a bit of campaigning, you know, for a pro-choice and um, mm-hmm. and it was, a, it was a mother and a daughter and... Yeah, and I had a right go at them. And I was like, I actually volunteer for uh, an abortion charity. <laughs> right, but how did you even open this? I'm interested, did you just go, hi? Yeah, hi. I did. I said, hi, I, I, want, I want to understand, you know, where you're coming from. Mm. And, uh, you know, and I explained my experience because I've had I had two abortions in my life. I had one in mm. my 20s. Um, I just wasn't ready. Um and you know and then and then i had a fatal abnormality in my second uh pregnancy and we were living in I- ireland at the time oh no we weren't that's right we were, we, we were in england so it, I, I just got married first pregnancy and had the scan and it was ab- abnormal oh god and it wouldn't have it wouldn't have survived and stuff. It was just really sad and tragic and, you know, mm. but dealt with, with the NHS, you know, perfectly. Um, and, you know, I was offered counselling and stuff. I mean, it was a bit clunky because the counselling um, room was next door to the scan, the internal scanner. <laughs> so oh, like, I went back a few months later. I thought this was quite traumatic, but 
but um but but yeah so I went up to this woman and I was like well he, this is what what's happened to me and and I mean they 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 were trying you talking about the the you know but that's a life and that's a baby's life and stuff so we were just debating that and I was quite I was quite angry and then this other this girl came up so she was sort of about 17 and she started joining in with me we were <laughs> oh. we were she was she was the same and she was just sort of you know, she was she we were on the same page and stuff. Very angry. <laughs> I did feel a bit sorry for these uh, churchy uh, people. And then I realized because I was thinking, oh, this girl is great, you know, because we were just sort of in solidarity. Yeah. Yeah. Wanted mm-hmm. to high five. And then I realized she was Kaniki in the the kids' production of Greece, like last year or something. She was in my daughter's class. I was so proud. I was like, oh, she was <laughs> anyway, but uh, but yeah, oh. that was the time I got angry. And I think, you know, with the whole abortion thing, it's 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 a you know it's a tricky subject but something that uh, I think everyone should talk about because I think what once you delve into you know uh, people don't really like to talk about it because of course it's really personal and private but I think you know there are more people out there that have had abortions than we know and and a lot of people do it you know you know, it, it it's it's very taboo. Of course, it, it it is taboo, but but it's something. It's it's women's health, and and I I think that is the 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 one thing that gets me angry. So I I I, I worked with Amnesty, and we did like this repeal. Um, because basically, what happened to me with my fatal abnormality. Um, we moved to Ireland shortly, like we had another ba- baby and everything was fine. And then we moved over to Ireland and I was in this little um, kids group, like a little, you know, a little play group thing. And there's a woman there and we were taught, we just happened to talk about that, you know, the abnormality thing. And she said that her friend had the same condition, but she she had to have the baby in Ireland because oh. it carries a prison sentence if, if you have an abortion. Um, and I, I just couldn't believe it. It was just this. It. I just felt like it was so, oh, so sad, but so angry because, like, when you're pregnant and you're walking around with this, you know, obvious thing in front of you, this this feeling. Mm-hmm. Everybody talks, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know what you're having, all that kind of stuff. Imagine that woman walking around with that belly and people and she she knows that it's not going to survive and you know of course it didn't oh um, my god and but this is that weird place where as you say it's also private and taboo mm. but also you're so much public property as a woman you know essentially oh, yeah. it's the fact that there's so much silence and gagging and we feel we can't talk about these things this is this is why nothing changes it's fundamentally uh, women's health and uh you know and and, and it's nobody's business to, right. to nobody's business like when i had my abortion in my 20s you know i was really you know obviously i was i was shocked it was unplanned i was with someone that i probably you know obviously didn't stay with and mm-hmm. and i remember telling my my parents because I just wanted 
I wanted everyone to know. I wanted to talk about it and and I want people to you know really close to my brothers told them and they were brilliant and you know you just I just didn't want to have secrets but I remember the conversation with my mom who's you know traditional northern woman um who was like really shocked because I said look mom I'm pregnant and I could hear her gasp because it's probably what she was just dying for she didn't really uh, expect me to have a job other than being a mom I think and and um you know and, and when I told her she was just like well we'll have it we'll bring up the babies oh no you don't get it this is like you know, uh, but now, like having, you know, done all my, you know, I did sort of go head first in campaigning with Amnesty and stuff, and mm. and so now she's totally on board with, you know, but also like I, um, I ended up volunteering for this charity, the Abortion Support Network, and and so what I did was. Um, you know, you you speak to women, so you're you're basically on this um, court hotline kind of thing, and and women um, will call. So they it was like Ireland. The most calls come from Ireland, even though they repealed the Eighth Amendment over there. It's still happening. It's still really restrictive. Mm. Um, it's like Ireland and Poland. Um, you know, a lot of, I would get a lot, or like refugees in these places as well that have got nothing and, you know, and they're in this, or, you know, they've got like four kids already and they don't have any money and 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 it is just the saddest, honestly. And, and to think that our society restrict, you mm-hmm. know, restrict us from being able to access what we want to have, you know, happened. Well, I think also people assume that abortion's legal um, in the UK, but it's actually not. It's mm. it's a crime against the person, and you still need a two doctor sign off, which can yeah. really delay yeah, certain exactly. procedures. So it's, yeah. I mean, we're not kind of, you know, home and dry here. No, no, exactly, or or anywhere. It's it, it, you know, and I and I think of my daughter and and her friends and you know I mean it's just it's you know I I met on the the campaign I met this family and this this woman had had I mean she's an incredible woman she had to have an abortion she was in Ireland there was a fatal abnormality and you know um, basically in Ireland if, if there's a heartbeat they won't do anything you know, they won't do anything at all. So she came over to England and she she has an awful time. And her mom said to me, you know, that she was in this clinic where, you know, and she sort of described these women as though they were like, and she said they were having recreational abortions. <laughs> I was like, whoa. You know, My God. women don't use abortion as a contraception, you know, they that you you don't. That's not, it's, it's, it's really intrusive and it's, it's, it, you know, and it's a terrifying process. And psychologically, and psychologically without anybody, well. mm, mm. 
but um but yeah and 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 I think there's and and they were religious you know they were catholic and and I think that you know there's 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 a, a view that needs to change you know there's a view that needs to change there's some of the stories I heard honestly it's, it, and it, oh. it makes you so angry when you hear so you know I met a lot of women who had you know um fatal abnormalities and then they had they'd come over to England have their abortion and and fly back these women with no money as well so they'd fly back with like a massive sanitary towel on and you know the little cotton bud on their arm stuck to it on a Ryanair flight and and then they had their I remember this woman telling me that she had the ashes of her baby posted to her in a jiffy bag you know and you just think fucking hell no how else can we make this worse for you how how yeah it's how, barbaric how, what else can we punish you women with yeah it is we, it's pure we, punishment we interviewed um a brilliant woman dawn who um is a c chief vp or vp of, of, Plan, of Plan Planned Parenthood, Parenthood. yeah mm. um yeah mm. who's an extraordinary woman obviously with many similar stories um and she, she just kept talking about how we taboo is just is the biggest one of the biggest dangers actually mm. for women in that what are we allowed to talk about and what aren't mm. we allowed to talk about and it's so convenient that That's we why it's so important mustn't talk about these exactly yeah. why it's so mm. important that you're talking about this now for example mm. that we can just have these dialogues so that yeah. these words come into our conversations yeah, and that we all, and that we all realize that we're human beings yeah Things happen and legislation can't just be applied neatly. It's the only way things can change. Mm. Um, Helen, can we ask you, although I think you've sort of answered it, um, we always ask, when has anger driven you to do something incredible? (laughs) You've answered it. There you go. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I murdered my (laughs) neighbour. And it turned out that he was a murderer. No, um, <laughs> I, guess, I guess, yeah, the repeal the eight thing was 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 quite um, phenomenal. It was quite a big old, uh, you mm. know, that, that was quite a big achievement to be part of that whole campaign. And I mean, <laughs> it was, it really put me out of my com- comfort zone because I was on like the news a little bit um, and... Oh God. And I don't know if you've ever done anything like that, but you're sort of sitting, I was sitting in Anglia television studios where they read the news. So that was quite funny. I got to see what they put under the desk. Um, What do they put under the desk? Well, there was a (laughs) toilet roll under there. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. (laughs) Um, But you just sort of talking down, you know, they just like look at that black uh, it's like a camera in a box kind of thing and that's what you're and then you know and then on on the news you're on this big screen and it looks like you're talking to the thing but I was just oh god, oh god and I'm so terrible at stuff like that I was really I'm sure you're not you're very good talking right um, now and the yeah. is it the very exposing people, yeah well the amnesty people were, were like because I was like really nervous and you know, just just feeling really quite exposed. Yeah. And, and, mm. 
and they'd said to me oh you know you should talk about this and so I wrote a few things down and you can really see me I can't watch it because you know you can see me sort of reading trying to get trying to get my point across then I realized when I you know I didn't need anything written down all I all I need to say is my story and and then and that's it and you you don't really need anything else did you get any angry kickbacks I'm talking about all of this kind of stuff I had um I didn't have uh, I I got a lot of support and a lot of uh, a lot of people on Twitter and uh, other you know platforms got in touch with me, direct messaged me with their really sad stories and mm. you know and I, I for me it was that was, was so positive and it was an eye opener to see how many people sent me their stories but then you'd always get some dicks that would ruin it <laughs> like always. you know and they're I, the ones you remember they are the ones i mean I'll, I'll never forget the amazing women i've met and you know their families and stuff you know and the dads let's not forget the dads mm. but um uh but yeah the the you know the, it was mainly religious people um like this woman sent me a diagram of of an abortion on um facebook <laughs> but it was, Facebook. it was like it was like it was like um a drawing of a of a fully grown baby with like these big tongs coming in to grab it. <laughs> it was like oh god, oh, you know. But um, yeah, and you get you get some, you do get some, but very, you know. And also, somebody sent me um, an article about a, a baby that did survive the condition that my like fetus had, and this little girl survived until she was like two, and. And you know, I mean, and it and it's quite, it was quite, it was quite horrific and and quite sad to see that, and also to contemplate that decision in my head. For me, I've always never regretted it. You know, I I, I would not want to put anyone through what that child went through. But then those parents. You know, I feel like I had a choice. There was nothing telling me. I d- I'm not. I'm not religious. I don't have a god or anything. It was. It was for me and my life and my, you know, my sanity. Probably sounds selfish, but also no, not, it doesn't. Not just for me, but for for my for my family and mm-hmm. everybody else and my friends. You know that was my and I had that choice. I mm. I totally had that choice. But uh, also, Helen, this always this brings me to a point about anger as well. You know that oh, so often things that make people angry are other people's decisions. You know, so yeah. you may decide to live in your your life in a certain way. I may decide, and that's my business, right? That's yeah. your business. It always mm-hmm. intrigues me when people want to leapfrog into my brain yeah. and then to dissect certain aspects of life <laughs> decisions no that's the yeah. beauty of being a human right mm-hmm. yeah I mean I am guilty of jumping in and 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 sticking my nose in I was just having a chat with my mom who's thinking about ex- like extending her house and I'm just like 
No, <laughs> you don't want to do it like that. Okay, but no, listen, you, you know, know, you're going to you do, do it properly, you know. And you, I, you I, mean, I, stick your nose in for your mum's extension. That's different. Yeah. That's different. <laughs> I think you're allowed. You're allowed for your mum's extension. That's yeah. right. Right, listen, before you go, we always invite everyone to come into our virtual rage room. No, sorry, that's me being bullshit. Okay, one, Helen, current yeah. news item that's making you see. Well, I guess. Um, Russell, have you heard Brand. about Russell Branding? Hello? No. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah. That's what well, we 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 spent the first ten minutes talking about it, and me saying how I just feel numb because obviously I've got a million stories that oh, other God. people and whatever. So I, I feel numb. I mean, it's just so you know. But then you look back at his stand up, and you think, what what were we doing? Right, right. Yeah. How are people laughing at his jokes? It's just insane. Oh God, mm. you know, the man looks so attractive, unattractive. Mm. So unattractive, isn't he? So, sorry, Russell, if you're listening. <laughs> but, but um, you know, just like that's gonna be the straw that breaks the camel's back, isn't yeah. it? For him. <laughs> and then they said. <laughs> yeah. So gross. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess brand is is brand. a big one. Yeah. But also, like, you know. The parents that kill their kids. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, that one. Ukraine. Um, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Horrible. Okay, two. We, I was just saying to early, early to Jane, we've got to get better at segues. But anyway, I'm just <laughs> instead of two. one, editor. two. <laughs> um, okay, two aspect of modern life that is making you fume. Oh, what would it be? Oh. I mean, so many fucking things. Dishwashers aren't... Why aren't dishwashers right now? <laughs> we live in the future. We live in the future. Why Why does nothing work? <laughs> it was the- funny earlier when you said about the kids doing the washing up, because I did think, oh, does that exist anymore? <laughs> yeah, well, you know... I think I put too much in the dishwasher. I put like, everything in there. Myself. I mean, it's a magic box. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, like, uh, so my house is quite old. You know, it's a Victorian house. And the shower came on full the other morning. At about, you Ghost. know, I don't know, at, at a time when it's really annoying, like 6 a.m., where you oh, could have so it's over. a tiny bit more sleep. Shower comes on, full on. But do you mean, like, on its own? On its own. I mean, it's a haunted no, that's house. Yeah. That's clearly, you've got a ghost. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Let's my be dog, scientific about it. My this. dog will often just <laughs> stare into the corner of my bedroom for about 20 minutes, just standing there like that. Yes, a ghost. You haven't really answered my question at all. Oh, sorry. Ghost. So that's good. No, that's good. Ghosts. That's, that's, ghosts. that's fine. Let's go. Let's go. Ghosts make you mad. <laughs> yeah, ghosts make you mad. Yeah. Three, okay. Behaviour of others, which gets on your wick. Um... I guess, um, well, what can I say? I mean, people eating, <laughs> people talking, people, podcasts, humans. Do you know what? I just, I, at you. I love, I just love conversation and I love listening into people and, and, yeah, me too. And like reality. <laughs> reality. <laughs> I'm a bit addicted to all that. These are all things that really give me pleasure. 
I don't know. No, if but you... I'm with you. I'm with you on the eavesdropping yeah. and reality. I love. I love like the inane, right? The most inane. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, I'm. I'm into your mum's extension. Mm, you know tell us more. <laughs> you know, so she's thinking of like she's thinking of the bother of it. So she, and, mm. and to save money. So she's going to keep the sink where it is. And I'm like, oh my God, you've got an opportunity. Oh no. Completely yeah. do it. Open everything yeah. up. Mm. Yeah. Bigger the space. But I know it's going to be just like, uh, you know, I know that she's going to just, just not bother to do things and it'll drive me insane. And, and, mm. You know the the anger that you get when you hold a cup and it cracks. <laughs> it's going to be like I don't have every that, time I, I visit a fucking house with an extension. I've, I've never held a cup that cracked, but that's good. It's good to know. Get you back to our list because I've got a horrible image in my head. It's like a like job. Laugh, just, this list. Just finish this. But I mean, I guess the classic. I tell, I tell you what does my head in. Um, People with baby on board badges on the tube. <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck off, you know. If you see it, we'll get up for you, but nobody really cares. And if you're well <laughs> enough to get on the tube, you're fine to stand up. <laughs> I was just thinking, I might get myself one of those badges. Yeah, just I do mean. it. I mean, <laughs> but I think some people must. So just... bored of standing. Or like even on the yeah. back of the car, it's like, what? Oh, that is a thing on driving. Surely everyone should drive. I was going to crash into you, but yeah, then but I saw now that. Now that I know that you've got a young mm. child on board, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I saw a car with a dog on board thing the other day. <laughs> mm. Yeah, dogs in prams can fuck off as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's... They make my day. No, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what is good. going on? So there is something going on. There is so sorry. No, it's okay. We'll leave at some point. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you, you've been really brilliant. Actually. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's made our month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. It's <laughs> a compliment. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Definitely. Listen, thank you, thank you so much for coming on. You've been, you've been hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I have listened to your podcast, so yours isn't one that drives me insane. You don't well, have sure. to say that. I promise you don't have to listen to six of them to find that out. <laughs> okay, um, thank you so much. We'll listen to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what's this conversation brought up for us? Yeah. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. I really liked her point and your point, Salima, about other people's business and our business and how a lot of feelings of anger in humans come from people feeling as if they're um, someone, the thing that someone else has done is encroaching on them somehow right right and i think mm. cause i was thinking about this because i can feel that anger sometimes oh and sure have, and then i yeah. have to stop myself because i think hang on that's got nothing to do with me that's their life and decisions what why is this awakening anger in me it's weird may, isn't it? i think sometimes maybe because it's, it's it's saying to you gosh have i made the right life choices yes. am i is this correct what i'm doing it's actually about you then questioning hang on a minute 
It's, it's even like when I moved out of London and some people had opinions. Right. I, thought, mm, I think it's about their own. Yeah. yeah no, like, are you rejecting me? Are you saying that my choices are wrong? Exactly. Like, it feels like an indictment be. on the thing they've done. Yeah. But it is nonsense. What well, you know, when you think, but it must be very like primitive, I think. A I sort think of so. like panic of I'm threatened because you're different. You're doing something different. And I think so. That wasn't that wasn't the agreement in my own head. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, and is my life going to pieces now? Have I done everything correctly? But it's easier to then slag off the other person's choices yeah, rather than, than examine, look at your own. Yeah, the kind of weird feeling in your stomach when you hear that someone's moved or changed jobs or changed their uh, lifestyle. Which is funny, isn't it? Because that comes back to how feelings are so hard to tolerate for people, I think. Well, for mm. all of us. And how we then try and do something about them so instead of going oh that makes me feel what uncomfortable have i done the right thing let me just sit with that and examine that it's just much easier to go they're wrong they've done the wrong thing um i label them something yes they're bad. i la- i label them <laughs> but also because we feel safer don't we i suppose i mean you tell me jen but i feel like we feel safer when we label Oh, for uh, sure. I'm thinking about this so much at the moment. Are you? Yes, because I think feelings are so massive in us. They're everything and they floor us very often. Like, you know, from one day to the next, we, we're on a kind of horrible, turbulent roller coaster. Mm. And it's just so much easier to say, oh, I think I've got this. Let yeah. me go and sort it out. Maybe there's a pill for it. And also it's like a neat bow, isn't it? It's like, you know, making just putting a lovely neat bow on top of it and going, ah, well, this is this, therefore I feel this. You can see where it comes from, like where the impulse comes from. But frankly, it's just not possible. We are just really complicated and I think we have to accept it. And also that we can't always finish things. I'm guilty of this, thinking if I can just label that, then that's over. I can put it in a box in the recesses of my mind rather than going, actually, this is uncomfortable and it could be uncomfortable for the next few months. Well, it's like you say about the just having to live with uncomfortable. It's, it's, and, and people who can and learn to, because I think it is, you have to learn how to do it. It is a process. Um, Generally, outcome. Thank you for listening and sharing in our anger. Tune in next time. And remember, you're not mad to feel mad. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.